Welcome, it is that time of the week again and you are here for the 50th Team Superdad Wrap-Up. Roll theme. Welcome to Team Superdad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Superdad. Ooh! Oh, we made it. It's half century. Half century. The big 5-0. Welcome. Uh, Glenn, aka Dating Dad, is here with me. Johnny Jensen, our founder and creator of the Team Superdad community and the Hero Dad. The Hero Dad? The Hero Academy. This is the 50th episode of the wrap-up. It's about episode 90-something of the entire podcast, but certainly the 50th episode of the wrap-up. And it's great to see you, sir. It is lovely to be seen and to see you too. Although looking at myself, it looks like I've gone back in time. This I'm on a just an old laptop, and the difference of camera quality between my regular Mac and this one, it's stunningly different. Oh, I shall send you... Uh, there's a, a an Indiegogo for this, like it's of clearly some Chinese factory pumping out, but it's called the Lumina 4K. Mm-hmm. Um, very nice. I'd quite like a 4K camera, but uh, priorities right now. Priorities. But then you need a 4K worthy face. So uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure I'll be uh, making the most of those features myself. Well, Streamyard, which we record on, and by the way, if you're watching, it's great to have you here. If you're listening, it's also great to have you here. The podcast, the live streams, I can see the screen filling up, people joining us. If you want to comment, if you want to be part of the 50th episode of the wrap up, then you can join us. Look, join us by commenting. Boom! You can join us basically if you're if you happen to be a Facebook user. Um, Streamyard.com forward slash Facebook will actually send the uh the magic gremlins around into the world and look just like robert here you can be live you can have your name in lights uh, you can be complimentary or abusive that's really quite fine we Basically, had a robert, robert's famous now um so uh, yeah welcome to welcome to the team robert yes he's up in scotland how does that work for Scottish what the accent? fuck was that me and Jay- I, say, I say that with love but what the fuck was that <laughs> and Nadine is back. It's brilliant. There we go, Nadine, our favourite LinkedIn lady. Uh, who? You're joined- right. I need to go out and date. It just, just you can't really date yourself. That's um, yeah. It's, it's not not quite as much fun. No, but Mondays, Mondays. Uh, Rob's, uh, Rob, <laughs> Rob says he's not Scottish. I'm not Scottish. Um, okay, sorry about that, Rob. Sorry about that, Rob. Thank fuck for that. Just say you're from the South. That way you can use his normal accent. <laughs> what I will say, though, is that uh, we went on YouTube, uh, my, my boy and I, Jago, we went on YouTube to have a, a little look, to, to search up how to speak like accents. And there's actual YouTube videos, like how to do accents. And there was like a, there was a, 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 a uh, like tips, tips and tricks to speak scottish and, and like it tells you which letters to stretch out and which things to roll mm-hmm. i dare say they do like american ones as well so you know yeah you know? I, I i can do a north london accent and a south london accent and that's about <laughs> it to be honest I, that's I, that's that's as much as my range goes <laughs> what about a west london can you posh it up for the west london fuck no <laughs> the, the, these vocals are, are very much of the the, the poorer variety oh man well 
we should get I, I i always wonder about like people that can do impersonations and is it actually a talent i mean some people yes for certain uh rory bremner do you remember that geezer yeah well, i mean most people don't do it impersonations they do an accent and it just happens to kind of remind people of someone else they don't do proper impersonations <laughs> Say it confidently. Here's my uh, here's my Sean Connery accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me saying I can do a Scottish accent, which I can't. Clearly, clearly. Um, I used to be able to do um, kind of a Russian or Eastern European and various because my family's Hungarian, so I used to hear my granddad all the time, and I could do a Hungarian. But then Borat has ruined all of that. Now every every generic Eastern European accent just comes out like Borat. It's no use. So give us your give us your Borat. Uh, uh, After a couple of runs, it's gonna happen. So, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But talk, talking about Borat, of course, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, the great man himself, he turns fifty this year, so he's gonna join us in half centurydom. Well, I, I I searched this up. People that we were looking at the, the number fifty, right? Things that you can hang your hat on around fifty, like birthdays. Um, uh, women who are going in their fifties or fifty, sporting things, sporting stuff related to fifty. I tell you what, the England cricket team and the Indian cricket teams have really got on board with our celebrations. They did a special celebration where, for the first time in history, in every innings of this Test match, somebody got out on exactly fifty. Well, that's actually a thing that happens. There's that. a fucking niche stat for you. Wowzers! And for our American friends who really haven't got a clue what cricket is. Um, it's like baseball, except um... sophisticated <laughs> and good. Instead of holding the bat on your shoulder, you hold it against your toe. And instead of just saying, here, big ball, me hit ball, um, and then hoping, which is basically all baseball is, cricket has strategy. It has, it's a test. It's a, it's a long form game. Um, and it's, it's way more difficult to play. Oh, I'd love we should get one of those like debating society groups where they're going to talk about which is better, cricket or baseball. Be cricket <laughs> or baseball. Cricket's way older, clearly. Probably they probably took probably some American took cricket and said, "Well, we can't. We've got to have a World Series, and if we use That's their it. one, we can't have a World Series. We can't so, win. <laughs> it's all about winning." <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, we haven't got time to go into the origins of cricket or search it up. No, we don't. We don't. But we'll leave that to those 50 states. See what Mm. I mean? It's another 50 thing. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what will come up? We've got a whole bunch of little 50 things here, right? Um, Things you've done more than 50 times. Um, We're going to touch on some sporting 50 50 numbers. Uh, We've got a few uh, gorgeous ladies who are in their 50s or older than 50 and some interesting uh, actors I didn't get around to doing sporting, uh, sporting on, on, uh, on talk sport though. Recently they've been doing uh, players who've scored more than a hundred, which clearly we're not at a hundred yet, but, and the list of people who scored more than 50 goals in the premier league would be crazy big, but these kind of things stats around, around the number 50. And I just to say, by the way, right. When I started the team super dad podcast, I had, I had, uh, if you're a regular listener or viewer of the Team Superdad podcast, you will know that we do two shows, two shows most weeks. One is added value. One's informative. It's helping dads be the best version of themselves. Focus, fitness, finance, family, parenting, sex, relationships, Bitcoin. Oh, I've, 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 made, I've made nearly 600 quid on trading cryptocurrencies uh, in the last uh, month, by the way. Have you? 
<laughs> with that some considerable good. with some considerable help from uh someone who knows way more than me by the way but, uh, <laughs> we can we could talk about that as well but that's the kind of stuff we do on on uh, on the on the serious episodes of the team super day but when i was going through my tough times when uh, the marriage was poor the finances were struggling the business the kids were ill the flipping divorce brother committed suicide like you know i've got the whole big brother celebrity uh b-list uh story backstory here but listening to podcasts listening to audiobooks it got me through and so when we created the wrap up the idea the intention was that it'll be a bit of a laugh um fixing the world around us so you don't have to just talking crap basically about the week that we'd had so that when you're sitting there feeling bad about yourself you can be like well at least it's not as bad as johnny and glenn <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm happy to be the low the bar by which all other things are measured in terms of depth and despair yeah the low-hanging fruit hey, I got, enough about, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why i wear underpants not box shorts anymore I got seriously bollocked. My boy and I got seriously bollocked by some old neighbours of ours by because we picked up the fruit, the apples that had fallen on the floor, and and they came out and said, "Oi, stop that!" And it was like stop not like what? scrumping. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you probably don't get scrumping in London, do you? Like, no, I've heard of it. You know, I've read about it on the internet, but no, it's fucking if, if it's out there and it's fine. What are they going to do with it? Well, she said. We bought this it was a, a cul-de-sac and there was a bit of grass in, in, in the middle. And she said, we bought the we bought that bit of grass to stop people messing with it, to stop people making a mess, on it, to stop people building on it, to stop. And I was like, OK, that's a cool. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, my boy is five and my girl is three and they're playing on it, picking up apples that are otherwise going mouldy and rotten. What's yeah. the issue here? And uh, yeah, she got well shitty with me. Uh, which and I have a kind of a three strikes and out rule on this sort of my tolerance. So mm-hmm. I'll say, "Oh, I'm really sorry." Yet um, understand that, and then I'll try and rationalise with them, and they'll go again, and I'll say, "Oh, God, well, yeah, I didn't realise that you actually meant that." And then if they keep going with me, all of a sudden it kind of it, it sort of it's like, "Don't make me angry." You won't like me any angry. Like Incredible Hulk, they get the green eye, and then I <laughs> it just comes out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I let it rip. I, I, I let it rip. I was like, this, this was, yeah. But she was quite old, so it wasn't like I threw her over the hedge or something like that. But, but yeah, picking no, up. You've got, you got to put someone in their place. That, that, that's outrageous kind of pettiness on their part. There, Glenn, there must have been 200 apples on the floor. Yeah. And I was yeah, like. In fact, your kids were doing them a service. It's not like they're I picking up. That. Were, were kids picking that. them up and throwing them at things? Were they smashing them and making a real mess? No, we made apple pie. Well, there Scam. you go. We made apple pie. Apple pie. What, have you made anything recently, Glenn? Anything in the kitchen? Any, any culinary delights? I know you like to do a big, mean breakfast every now and again. Have you knocked anything up in the kitchen? Uh, re- that- <laughs> yeah, no, I wish. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't made loads recently. So, um... I had my kids last week and it was just kind of normal, normal fare and, and, and so on. So I've been quite restricted, although I did make a beautiful tikka masala last night with all the herbs and spices and then got really annoyed when I came down the next morning. And the air freshener had just got rid of all the smell. I fucking mm. love tikka masala. I'd love if you could find me some candles, some scented candles that had a proper smell of a tikka masala <laughs> or a proper smell of bacon 
or or smoky whiskey or something. Fuck yeah, I would buy the shit out of them rather than fucking uh, smelling like someone's took a shit in a pine tree. Ben, this is the most random niche product idea you've ever had. Chicken, chicken masala. I can't even spell the bloody word. Masala candle. But not, not, <laughs> not waxy candles. I'm talking about so it smells like the spice. Well, apparently, the stinky candle company do do a curry candle. And what's more random is it's from America, but they don't even do curries. Oh, that's very weird. Yeah. Stinky. <laughs> My brain has instantly gone to fannies, knobs, basically. <laughs> Uncle Tom. If you're not smelling a curry, mate, then <laughs> you've got no, an issue. In the list of, of stinky candles, <laughs> they do the cheesy knob or the, uh, or the Betty, what do they call it? The, the, uh... <laughs> the Betty Swallocks. The Betty Swallocks or the Fetty Swanny. <laughs> Betty Swallocks. I wonder if that's a global thing. If no, you said Betty, if you said Betty Swallocks to Aussie, would they know you meant sweaty bollocks? No, fucking what, no. And I'll be honest. Swallocks, it, a yank, would they know you were talking about his sweaty bollocks? Not in a slightest. Outside, see, slang is such a, it's a UK thing and it's also regional. So there'll be, there'll be phrases and, and comments and bits and pieces that I'll say and I'll just, I'll just know what they mean. Um, so if, if earlier we were talking about, um, how I, uh, looking at, looking at the camera and I, I can, I've got a bit of a fuzzy boat. Um, I know what that means. I'm sure you know what that means, but who outside of kind of outside of London in general would realize the, the, me talking about my boat is my boat race, my face. So in London, we've got that Cockney rhyming slang type thing. Up north, they definitely speak a different language. I'm not just talking about Scotland. I'm just just the north. Anywhere up above Watford, they've got weird phrases and, and, and bits and pieces that they say that absolutely they take for granted as normal, and we don't. And that's all just on one little bloody island. So as soon as you go outside of that, yeah, I, th- I think it gets a little bit strange. Yeah. Well, I went out with a girl once. She, uh, you know, in a, a backy in Newcastle, is school is called something like a scoggy. A what? A scoggy. Like if you, if, if, if you're sort of cycling the bike, standing up and pedaling and someone sat down and she's like, no, that's a scoggy. Oh, you, it's just, how is it a scoggy? I don't. <laughs> scoggy on it's, the bike. It's I, a backy, a scoggy. Uh, so there's, there's, there's hundreds of things. I wonder how, yeah. Definition. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be loads of them. Share your favourite uh, bit of slang from where you grew up in the, in the comments, if you can, and just to try, try and catch us out so we don't know what, what one is. Oh, yeah, Rob says, is it a, is it a croggy? Because Rob, oh, Rob is, oh, yeah, I call Rob Scottish, but he's not. Actually. Scot- he's Scottish like, Rob? I think he's Scottish Rob. I think he's from, I think he's from Wearside, something like that, actually. Let us know where you're from, Rob. Um, so is it, what is a backy on a bike? A backy is a ride given to someone who sits on a bike whilst you, yeah, whilst you one's riding. Yeah, 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 one's kind of behind. Usually you've got those little, um, uh, like, stands, like little pe- pegs that come out, and then you just you can stand on those and, and grab it. Or you can be sitting on, uh, what's it, uh, like a stunt pegs. Stunt pegs. That, that's the one. I, I don't <laughs> Yeah, do I look like someone who's fit enough to ride a BMX? No, 
No, no I, I did do that. some fitness this week. I did oh, go what swimming. Did Went swimming. Well, just to say, I'm going to open this beer, right? This is kind of like a celebrate. It's not like it's, you know, it's Brewdog IPA, no sponsorship as yet. But uh, I'm going to open this because... Uh, 50th birthday. Congratulations. We made it. We made it. Rob's uh, knocking back. Uh, Not Rob. Glenn is knocking back. We've got a fine whiskey there, Glenn. Glenn likes his whiskey. No, this is a rum. Just a a bog standard everyday drinking rum. Drinking rum. Got to be dark though, right? Not a light rum. I'm a spiced rum kind of guy. Love a bit of neat spice drop. Although, to be fair, I think I've I've shared my, my, my liquor cabinet a few times. I've got pretty much everything over there so if you need some i think i've got some really nice limited edition crack and dark rum crack and stuff so that's quite good to have okay we will we will uh crack that open um couple of things obviously it was the bank holiday monday last weekend i went camping um this camping goes in three stages right there's the getting ready to go camping which mm-hmm. is because you basically going to build a house in a field so if you take your kids then then you've got to take everything you need to build a house basically and and live and then then there's the fun bit which is only fun if it doesn't rain right that's where you sit around make fires get drunk smoke a bifter um just in in, just enjoy oh starry night good Mm -hmm. stuff good stuff play a guitar all that sort of thing then there's the equally shit bit, which is the uncamping where you have to dismantle your house. And then worst of all, when you get home, everything stinks, it's filthy and your kids don't help you. And it's, it's absolutely terrible. So what I can report is that the middle bit of our camping trip was bloody brilliant mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and successful, uh, no rain, lots of fun. And um, the only bad bit was Jago sat too close to the fire and I said, you're going to melt your, in fact, I said, do you want to wear your Tottenham shirt whilst we're doing bonfires? And second of all, I think you're sitting too close. And then woke up in the morning, you'd melt with the, the flipping oh, man. logo off the front. Thankfully, it was his Chinese snide one, not his uh, authentic uh, real deal home one. Basically. It's not going to help you to be able to say, I told you so. He's not going to remember that. But hope, hopefully he'll, you, you'll be able to refer back to it next time it happens. Uh, well, it's a lesson in life. He will now know when he, there'll be a day when he says to his son, don't sit too close to the sun. Don't sit. <laughs> don't definitely don't sit close don't to the sun. Uh, his boy who will be named Icarus. Icarus. I knew you were going to nail that. A strong yeah. name. Don't sit too close to the fire, my boy. You will burn the, the logo off your Tottenham shirt, basically. Uh, but yeah, bloody good time. Bloody good time. My good lady. Uh, she declined to stay. <laughs> she goes, I don't camp. And, and, and fair do. This is how quality she is, right? Mm-hmm. She returned on the Sunday morning, bought breakfast, pancakes, bought the, bought the stuff to make pancakes. So we're camping in the field. She bought the stuff to make pancakes. We made pancakes for the kids. And then after we uncamped, we went to via hers on the way home and she made us a roast. So the only thing she didn't do was sleep in a tent. She did all the other bits of camping. Well, no, she didn't. She didn't do the. the she didn't do the, the the stage one or stage three. She just. Came no, I mean, but camp. you can still you can still manage that. But you know, that's the only bit she didn't do that she could have done is just sleep in a tent. She did have some clients, PT clients. Ah, uh, okay, okay. But, okay. but yeah, in simple terms, she was <laughs> like she uh, erred on the side of I don't have to do this. 
But to, just to say, in terms of yardstick for quality, uh, yeah, that is that's quite, I mean, action. She she had fun on Friday night, left, came back on on had fun on Monday, Saturday night, came back on Sun, on Monday morning, bank holiday, uh, with pancakes and, uh, and and fruit, and then cooked us a roast in the afternoon. Oh, that is lush, yeah, and that that is that is classy, and, and I'm assuming it was a delicious roast as well. Oh, of course. No uh, instant microwave ro- ro- roast uh, roast meals there. <laughs> Had some interesting food myself over that bank holiday weekend. Your uh, mum was now, wasn't she? She was, yeah, yeah. First time my kids have seen her since uh, Christmas 2019. I told you about the time when she, uh, uh, the, the Christmas group chat incident. I don't think so. Ah, uh-huh, so uh, we, it was oh, Christmas. Wait, after you finish this story, when you finish, we've got, we got, we got, we got a story coming from Rob, actually, which is cool. Which uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, just yeah. please don't say it in a Scottish accent. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it was it was Christmas 2019, and and I'd say we take it in turns across my family to host Christmas, but really it ends up at mine because I haven't got a big house, but I've got the biggest house, um, and I'm one of seven, and have loads of more kids, so we end up all just coming around. Um, so this year, I was uh, providing all the drinks, the booze. My brother was providing all of the kind of entertainment as such. I also sorted out food and bits and pieces for the a time between Christmas and, and New Year where we'd all get together. Um, and my mum brought you know, my sister and her husband and loads of their kids. My brothers were there. Um, and so it was, it was a big house full of people. And we were going to be, they, everyone was staying overnight. So I'd arranged for, for air beds. I'd bought extra bedding. I'd, I'd got the whole place ready. We were set for a full night's entertainment. And it got to about seven o'clock. And my mum said, oh, no, we're going now. So what are you talking about? We, me and Leah, we've spent a long time preparing this. No, 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 we're off. Okay, okay. So she went off. My brother has stayed with his, his family. And we just got drunk and did stuff. Um, later on, and one of my brothers who was uh, working that day, so he couldn't be, he, he messaged my mum saying, how was it? Um, and she replied saying, oh, it was terrible, John. It was absolutely terrible, awful. Not like it used to be. The kids, they just played upstairs, didn't want to see anyone. Um, we had to watch half a, a match of foot, half a match of foot one fucking boxing day because I'm a Spurs fan. And it was on the t- I gave up half the match. We, we, we barely played any games. We played four games and we had another dozen lined up. Um, it just, it just wasn't, wasn't very good, son. But, but, but don't tell your brother because I don't want him to know. She replied that in the family WhatsApp group. <laughs> And how do you come back from that? So I just like, mum, look, I'm really sorry you didn't enjoy it. You're always welcome. But next year, someone else can do it. And to this day, she never apologised. But that was the last time we'd seen her. So she came down to visit the weekend. I took her to Hampton Court Palace for their food festival. And that was bloody good. Um, I, uh, I found out what the limit on my Apple Pay is. Uh, it wasn't cheap. Um, to because my kids just like I want some of that, some of that, some of that, and me not even thinking about it, I was just like, yeah, you go, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, spend. Oh, so you were sh- so it wasn't like pay and then help yourself. It was literally pay and keep paying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the tickets were free because I'm a member of Historic Royal Palace oh, okay. or whatever. Um, but yeah, once you go in, it's just stalls and stalls and stalls of food. We got there bloody early, like ten o'clock. Had a look around the palace for a couple of hours. Um, uh, mum didn't know she was going to that, and so saw all that. Um, then went outside just as they're setting up. Got all the food sorted by the time we'd eaten and had another little look around i'm not kidding you the queue for chips was almost an hour long and i i like chips but i'm not going to queue for a fucking hour for for a little packet of chips so uh (laughs) yeah i'm glad we got there a bit early and were they special chips they were 
double cooked duck fat chips, apparently. <laughs> For seven pound fifty or something, mate. They would <laughs> not have been cheap. They were, yeah, piddly ass little portions, maximum value or cost, um, and uh, a lot of middle class snobbery who will just say, "Oh, isn't it lovely? Totally worth it." I only got three, but damn, they were fine. <laughs> yeah, my my youngest son, uh, he, the only the the, first, the only meal that he really fancied was uh, pasta with truffle butter. Oh, well, I like his style. I like yeah, his style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, did you? Yeah, grant. Sorry, your mum. She hadn't like got a Mohican or, or or had a tattoo or got a bone through her nose. It was like she just looked like so good old granny, good old mummy again. Did she? Or yeah, just... she's she's just normal. Sadly, not sadly, she's wonderful. But um, yeah, she's. I think I think one day she could get a tattoo, but she's sixty one now, and she's. Uh, I think she's fairly set in her ways, and I think it would. I think maybe when she goes over to Australia, we're taking her over there one day. Um, then she might do it as a celebration when she sees my sister. Oh, okay. So, uh, so when your sister lives in Oz? Oh, yeah, yeah. One of my sisters lives in uh, in Melbourne, lived over there for many years, and she's uh, just had her first daughter. Um, and, yeah, for my mum's 60th last year, we got, basically, we, we said, look, here's, here's tickets for Australia. But, of course, coronavirus. So she's not been, so she's got tickets waiting for as soon as lockdown finishes. I'm going to throw her on a plane um, and send her over there. That's a beautiful story. Beautiful story. <laughs> and you get a suntan and all that. Good stuff. Good stuff. So here's Rob's story, right? He's, he's, uh, this is quite funny because uh, we're talking about dialects, different mm-hmm. words for different things in different parts of the country, let alone the world. So Rob says, uh, Rob says, uh, when I was in the army, second weekend, I was off to the naffy for some sweets up north. We call sweets Kets. However, in my section, I was surrounded by some lovely Southerners mm-hmm. who thought I was on about horse tranquilizer or <laughs> uh, uh, famous uh, raving uh, <laughs> after party drug. And so he says to the lads, do you want any kits, lads? <laughs> <laughs> and the whole room goes up for grabs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we trust I, these I, people with guns. Yeah. Here's my one like this, right? I was in America as we used to go to Chicago each summer when we were kids. Uh, after our mum died, we got like our dad would just ship us off to Chicago for, for the summer, which was bloody great, obviously. The beach, the sun, the fun. So mm. I'm about 16. Now, when you're in America back in the day, British 16 compared to American 16, you might as well be 16 and 12, basically, mm-hmm. because we were blagging our way into pubs and you know driving um, from just a couple of mates had their cars uh, just like flipping early stages of parties and raves like so 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 16 in america is quite innocent and stuff. so i started telling a story about a terrible car crash i'd been in you'd been in i had been in a car crash yeah so i had a terrible car crash and i said oh yeah i had this terrible car crash now if you take that sentence i had a terrible car crash and Mm -hmm. now put your kind of chicago american ear accent filter on what you end up with is some english bloke talking about i had a terrible car crash cock rash i had a terrible right yeah okay (laughs) which again was probably true of you 
which could well have been true, but brought utter silence to the room and uh, <laughs> concern across most of the faces of these innocent young people who previously thought I was a decent lad. And now apparently I'm, I've got a flipping venereal disease, which I'm happy to tell them all about. <laughs> which, by the way, I've never had. Have you been yes. for the test, though? Have, have I been for cop, cop rot this testing? Have you had like a – so basically I had this girlfriend – and in fact, a couple, couple of times, when I lived in London, pretty much a couple of girlfriends I had prior to actually having unprotected sex, we both went and had tests to find out that we were both clean and that therefore we could proceed with mm-hmm. unprotected sex. Right. So the first time I went, it was quite an eye opener in more ways Literally. than one. Yeah. <laughs> this, this bloke, this nurse, because clearly he is a nurse, right? Massive, massive black guy. And um, he, he's because they, they talk gently to you to distract you. Obviously, it's quite disconcerting having your old fella in someone else's hand. Mm-hmm. The whole process is only going to, you figure this is going to take too long. And then they stick something up your jap site and give it like a quick scrape. And it's over in seconds. I was completely unprepared. That's what she said completely unprepared for it and um yeah it's like oh did uh, they talk you through what was going to happen before it happened oh no complete surprise he just went i'm not going to do a a south london (laughs) 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 but in his deepest sort of london brixton jamaican accent he's like hello are you okay did you have a good like did you have a good journey here and as he said here <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. Oh, what I will say is, if people are having unprotected sex, do get checked. It's not. It's not terrible, but know what you're getting into and what's getting into you. Oh yeah, the prize. The, the flipping prize on the other side was well worth it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but and so quick as well. So 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 such a such a slick move. He'd have you know flipping done a few of those. Oh, that man has had a lot of cocks in his hand. <laughs> just just like, just. Whoosh, you know, that's like amazingly quick, but incredibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I don't want to put people off because it was not like horrific. It was just a, sh- a shock. Like if someone poked you in the eye, it would mm-hmm. be like like that kind of eye with, you know, in, in a, like two fingers in, in the eye. You'd be like, oh, man, you just poked me in the eye. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be a lasting thing. It'd just be a mm-hmm. bit of a bit of a shock. Yeah, a bit, bit like that, a bit like that. And that was back then. I'm assuming these days they've probably got some sort of bio scanner. They just kind of wave at you Star, Star Trek style. <laughs> i've no idea i've no idea haven't had uh hadn't haven't had uh any such an incident uh test. <laughs> test i wonder if that's normal i don't know it's weird isn't it being 47 you like so many things you were just normal when you were young are just now a completely alien subject yeah well they just they've just moved on haven't they things have things have evolved a lot over the last um x number of years let alone the nearly 50 you've been alive i'm just right back to the 50 there I mean, 50 years ago, the world was a different place. 50 years ago was the first time that you were able to divorce after two years. Um, Before that, you you couldn't do it. You just had to, you had to have other reasons for able to be awesome. But now these days, once you're separated, you can, you can do it. And that, that was what happened for the first time 50 years ago. Okay. So, so, so new, what we're looking at new laws from 50 years ago. Well, that was one of them. 
Um, but um, also 50 years ago, as a, a separate thing, uh, Blue Peter buried uh, their, their, 50, their time capsule. Um, I don't think it's been opened yet, but they buried it 50 years ago. If you, if you were burying a time capsule from you today, what would you put in it? That was going to be opened in 50 years' time. So you'll be 97. Okay, good question. Um, and by the way, whilst I'm thinking this up, you can search up what is in the Blue Peter uh, time time capsule. So I would put in my Blue Peter time capsule, I would put a, I think I'd have to put a phone. I think I'd have to put whatever hmm. the current iPhone is. I would put a printout of the Premier League dated this week. Because that is obviously a lot of fun. Oh yeah! Oh god, yes. And uh, we say this as two <laughs> two very very happy Spurs fans right now. I think we should just call the league. I think it's done. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. And in twenty twenty one twenty two season, the league was finished after three games. <laughs> we were crowned Premier League champions for the first time, winning the highest league of the British English Football Association since nineteen. 19- 66, 61. I don't know, but f- football's definitely the uh, far, far better than the than fucking baseball. Um, what else would I put in there? So I would put in there a um, nose swab. I'd put a lateral flow test in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good chat. That's been quite a major thing this year. I would put in there a flip. I wouldn't put a bottle of sun lotion either, bastard. Someone's If I see the fucker who nicked this summer... There's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, there is somewhere in space, like in the kind of Greek god sort of like there's a larger forces at play in the universe. Mm-hmm. Somebody, like a prankster, like they did it, like they, they were playing, they were playing shithead. And <laughs> someone said, if you lose, I'm having Britain's summer. And they're like, no, you're not, as if that's going to happen. And then he lost, and, and, and he lost. Yeah, lost fuck you, guy. Fuck some, you. That's what's happened, basically. Um, so, Dude, yeah. Wasn't uh, Sorry, oh, go ahead. Uh, I would put a, uh, a, a, a model, let's call it, because you couldn't put a life size in it, but some sort of model of, of like, I'd have to go with the Jeff Bezos rocket cock. Cock, cock rocket. rocket, yes. Um, do, do we, we should, is that the cocket? The cocket. cocket. I'm going to call it the cocket. Because <laughs> that, 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 happened, that happened a few weeks ago. Um, oh... But the things that they put into the one in 1971, it was pretty tame. Obviously, it was Blue Peter, yeah. so they're not going to put cockets in there. Uh, but they put in uh, a copy of the Blue Peter Annual, of course, but also a set of decimal coins, which were introduced in 1971. Decimalization happened 50 years ago. In, and it was just really weird because I, I can't work out a world in which decimalization is in any way controversial. It makes... Absolute, pure, complete, total, utter sense without pounds and shillings and farthings and halfpennies and thropnies and all that sort of bollocks and 12 pennies in a this and a four in a that and a 50 of this and a 10 and a half. Who kept one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? That's it. Remember those 10, everything to do with that. So decimalization happened and that's what they chucked in a time capsule. So are you yeah. going to put some, um, are you going to put just one of your bitcoins? I think I will put a bit. Uh, well, I'm not going to put a Bitcoin in there clearly because it's worth about 36 grand a Bitcoin. But um, <laughs> this bloke rings me up, right? And I'm on a I'm on a I'm on a mailing list of it. And I'm mm. pretty sure I know where 
about about 15 years ago, mm-hmm. I filled in a, a I sent a text message off the back of the Evening Standard, which is London's newspaper. Mm-hmm. All about share trading and like, you know, do you want to uh, learn about the stock market? whatever? So I texted it in, got nothing back. <laughs> Literally got nothing back. Thought I was going to get sent a book or something, got nothing back. Ever since then, about once every six months, I get this flurry of phone calls mm-hmm. all about investing. Ranging oh, from, I, yeah, I get that. Oh, ranging from fine art to buses and airport car parks and like random shit. <laughs> so yeah, this yeah. guy says to me, uh, hello, Mr. Jensen, I understand you're interested in, in, in investments. And I was like, oh, hello again. And he's like, well, we, we are, uh, we, we help people buy and sell uh, cryptocurrency. In fact, w- what we do is we advise our clients on what, to, what to buy. Have you ever traded before? I was like, yeah, I did traded for about two years was up, was down ended up about probably whole experience cost me about two grand probably. So I, I'd rather mm. finish two grand up, but, and he goes, well, we, we take the stress out of that by advising you on what to buy and sell. And then we have a load mm-hmm. of clients. We do that. So like we kind of, we, we bring you in and out of the market, which you know, we, we try and judge it well. So um, I get a phone call every day from, from Nathan and his team. And so far I'm, I was put 400 quid in just as a little test mm-hmm. and um, we're on about 920 quid in the old pot right now. In my trading account, I've gone from 400 to 950. And how did you know these guys were legit? <laughs> I got asked that question the other day and I don't actually have too much of an idea about that. <laughs> <laughs> so this could be some Wolf of Wall Street bullshit. <laughs> I've done as much due diligence as I can, right? Which is I've looked up the company. I've read through their like terms and conditions. I've seen where they're based. I've asked about, you know, so, and I've, I tried to move some money out because obviously mm-hmm. I put money in from my Coinbase account into, 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 uh, into my crypto Nero. And uh, that works all fine. So some way, shape or form, now, if I had ninety thousand pounds in there, I probably mm-hmm. might be more. Con- I don't know. I don't know how I could be more conscientious. I'm like, well, if if you know, it's one of those things where if they're if they're trading publicly or they're uh, you know they're registered company's house and all that sort of stuff, you've got some sort of guarantee. But I'm I, I don't know. I'm no financial advisor. I would love for one of our listeners who is a proper financial whiz to be able to tell us how you would know if a cryptocurrency broker or trader or whatever was on the up and up or whether they were actually just some sort of scamming scam artist um, who are uh, just luring you in to say, look, that was just with 400 quid. Imagine what we could do with four grand. Tell you what, let's sort this out for you. What we do, we'll even, we'll even, we've got a separate sister company that does loans. So what we'll do is we'll get you to sign up for a loan (laughs) And it's, it's, you've made your money back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If he offers me a loan tomorrow, I will know exactly what's happened. <laughs> fair, fair I am actually part of a wealth creation uh, group, Tears of Freedom, an awesome guy called Jason Greystone. Uh, you can Wasn't he on the podcast recently? He was on the Wealth Creation uh, podcast. In fact, Expert Hangouts quite a while ago, actually. He was one of the, one of the guests, and we're going to have him on as an individual guest. But he's on YouTube. He's got a 
massive following on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he's beefing up at the moment. He's gone all like uh, vegetarian and, and muscling. And he's like, hey, we all. He's, he's, he's annoyingly smashing it. He's, he's so smashing it. It's, it's, it's uh, yeah, we could all be a bit more Jason, right? Um, so I'm part of that group. So I have actually posted that, that exact question. How do I know that this random company that has turned 400 pounds to 900 pounds um, is legit? Mm-hmm. And I will update you about that. Please uh, do. By episode 100, you're going to be fucking minted. Oh, yeah, because if you take 900 and double it into 1,800, and take 1,800 and double it into 3,600 and take that into mm-hmm. stock. Yeah, okay. Before you know it, you're going to have a cock rocket of your own. <laughs> oh, it's just trading, like to all, all the dads listening, right? Trading, property investing, um, whatever it is that you're doing with your money, it is prudent to, to, to have something going on. Um, I, like as, as clearly I'm no expert, but planning for retirement. We had the, the property thing on the other, other week and you said, mm-hmm. convention, um, um, Michael Dominguez came on he's, and he's a property investor and he basically said, anyone can get into property. And then you commented, I'll happily be told otherwise, but I'm saving my flipping ass off here to get a family, a, a home for the family. And so how can it be possible that, you know, this is a game that anyone can play, which is a fair question. Yeah, I've got um, very strong ethical opinions on the whole property accumulation mindset um, and whether it should be done or whether it shouldn't be done and the impact that a couple of people using uh, money often gifted to them to buy property, which then is then leveraged to buy more property and build up a property portfolio works magnificently for those few individuals. However, it fundamentally undermines the property market for the entire rest of the population. Um, and drives prices up um, and keeps demand through the roof. Um, I've got real ethical issues around multiple home ownership and, and that sort of thing. I can understand why people do it because it's so fucking lucrative. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to a friend today. She's got um, uh, her friends have got uh, a property portfolio, a prop, a, one of just one of their properties. The mortgage, hundred and fifty pound a month. The rent, thirteen hundred a month. You can see why people do it. But the rent is so high and the mortgage is so low because these people abuse the system. So I've got really strong. If I if I was going to get into politics, besides, you know, being ruler of the world, um, actually being in charge of, of housing would be the one job that I'd want to do because I've got this this whole issue has got to be fixed because we can't keep going as we are. But anyway, this is getting onto a serious no, topic. No, but that's, okay, well, it's too serious and we'll save it for a serious quick. We could, we'll yeah. have you on and a property person to talk, talk about it. But it's, it is pretty fascinating when you've got a lot of people who are struggling to own a home and someone else not only having loads, but telling those people, by the way, I need 950 quid a month off you, please. Yeah, <laughs> for something that's yeah absolutely. And that, that money is then money that I can't use to save. And it doesn't matter that I'm spent. My bank wants to know how I can afford to repay a £700 mortgage. And I can sit there and say, I've been paying, I don't know, £1,200 £1, a month rent for 10 years. But that doesn't count. Because that means you <laughs> might not be able to afford a 650 like, Fuck off. The system is fucked. Um, so, yes, yeah, I'm happy to have that debate and happy to break the system. Um, but it's been this way for quite some time. House prices over the last 50 years have skyrocketed. In fact, if you give me one moment, I'm because this is I, this whole thing is about about 
50. Um, house prices in 1971, um, considering income was was kind of not massive, but it wasn't too bad. Oh, no, not in the US. I mean, who cares about the house prices in the US? We don't live there. Although many of our followers... We may. do have many listeners from the United States, Glenn. Oh, so, um, around the world. I don't... That, I don't know in house... a little bit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what house prices were like in the US. But in the UK, um, the average... Uh, salary for men was £28 a week. Um, da, 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 that's no good. I don't want a, a pint of session bitter. I want to know how much a house cost. Uh, I see in the US, it's giving me the US prices of $25,000. Well, here we are. In 1971, the average house price was £5,632. Um, and now they the average house price in the UK, not the southeast where I live, but just the UK in general, which includes bits of the country where it's dirt cheap, um, the average house price is 247000 which has risen 4,286%. Woo! That, that's, that's mental. 50 years of inflation. God knows. In fact, hey, Siri, what's 247000 times 4,286? 247,000 times 4,286 is 1,058,642,000. So at this rate, not even counting the fact that house prices have skyrocketed, it's a hockey stick, it will cost over a billion pounds for my grandkids to buy their first house. (laughs) How is that normal? That's insane. Well, so for anyone who's not uh, mathematically blessed uh, like myself, then uh, you just need to know that that's a shitload of money that we've no idea how it's possibly going to happen uh, or how anyone's going to afford to buy a house. It will cost so, yeah. one a billion dollars. Yeah, but one way or another, my message to all dads out there is to get wise about money and mm. where you're it and how you can how you can leverage the money that you do have. Um, in fact, yeah, let's move on from that whole subject. Inside of the Hero Academy, which, by the way, is the um, 10-week life accelerator program we run we run for dads, there's a whole module in there about money. We've got a lifestyle calculator, net worth, personal cash flow, uh, template. So really taking control of money so that it stops being a stress for people. Because actually, money is quite a finite thing you've got the amount you've got and you can do stuff with it if you don't spend it all the stress comes from when we haven't got a bloody clue what's going on <laughs> money can't buy you happiness but it can buy you uh, uh, the freedom to not be unhappy the freedom to not be unhappy exactly that so we're going to put that in our uh, uh, um in our box what they're called time capsule in your time i'm also going to put in my time capsule a fire stick a fire uh, stick. I'm assuming you're talking about an fire, Amazon one. Amazon fire stick, because that is basically got so much juice in there for our TV viewing. Oh, I'm going to put a uh, a picture of Ted Lasso. Um, oh, that's quite good. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's good. It's good to, to be able to reference things uh, that Morecambe and Wise show started 50 years ago. And if you're talking about Amazon, um, and obviously they they do movies, the biggest, not the biggest, but one of the most famous movies that came out 50 years ago. Charlie Chocolate, Charlie, uh, was it Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory? The, the original uh, Gene Hackman one. Yeah. Wow, 50 years 50 ago. 50 years ago. It's mad. Now, I, I, but one thing I was thinking about putting in a time capsule 
is music because you, you, you want to be able to say this is of its moment, of its time. Now, besides maybe Arlo Parks, if you can find a, a vinyl Arlo Parks album, I'd recommend it. You buy it now because in 50 years' time, that's going to be worth a fortune. My, my, my personal tip. Um, there were some great albums that came out 50 years ago. I've got to say. Um, okay, give Mar- me- uh, just, a cu- just a couple. Marvin Gaye released What's Going On. Oh, good. Ah, oh, absolutely legendary tra- uh, album, just from start to finish. Joni Mitchell released Blue. Um, John Lennon released Imagine. Um, David Bowie, Hunky Dory came out. See, I haven't listened to all of these albums. I, I do consider myself a, a, a music lover, but I've not listened to all those albums. Oh, you have a lot of musical wonderment ahead of you. And you've got, but it has to be, we, we think something like Hunky Dory as well, because um, this was kind of pre-Ziggy days. You've got to listen to it, either with headphones or, or on, on, on a sound system where without doing anything, not in the background while you're washing up, not while you're reading something. You have to do what I keep telling my kids we used to do, listen to music, just sit on a sofa, maybe with a drink in hand, with nothing else to do for the duration of that album was on. When was the last time you actually just sat and listened to an album? It would have been in London, most likely. Uh, well, no, actually, no, no, it wouldn't have been in London. Uh, but when I lived in London, I did listen to a lot of music whilst I commuted. Mm-hmm. Then, um, uh, I, I dated a really cool woman for about six months prior to meeting my now ex-wife and her and I listened to quite a lot of music. Um, And how how long ago was that? That was 2006, 2006. Yeah. 2006. Uh, The thing is, and then, then, and then that's kind of, once I got married and suddenly had kids, the idea of buying music sort of went out the window Mm. and then streaming came along and the idea of albums had gone out the window, but I love listening to albums. Now, it's funny, when I listen to albums that I loved, there's songs on there that I forgot were on there, and, Mm -hmm. yeah, albums take you on a journey. They do, and they they are still, not often, um, most of the time, a lot of it is just a collection of singles, if we're talking about pop music. But you have to search harder. Now, just because of streamings come along and there's so much more music out there, everyone thinks that I can earn a fortune off my music, and most of them can't. Most of the music that was released is shit. It always has been. Uh, we, we look back and think of all these golden eras, but we don't, we, we, all the stuff that was shit, we never listen to, we never hear about it. It just gets um, left in uh, kind of old people's music collections and then given to a charity shop when they die. Um, they, these days, the quantity is so massive, still out there, but the percent, the number, I'd say the, not the percentage, the number of great artists is basically the same. They're just hidden for a lot of noise. So you've got a search hard for them which is why i say arlo parks is the 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 best album of the year she's uh, a young london singer this kind of weird soul music but a bit of pop kind of kind of r and it's a whole vibe that that's really really quite cool okay Um, so we're gonna so uh a a task for the team super dad crew is this week to listen to arlo parks's album do we have a name for the album glenn uh it is called collapsed into sunbeams collapsed into sunbeams we're gonna listen to collapsed into sunbeams and we're gonna report back next week even though in fact mm. we're gonna report back in the team superdad group between now and next week if you go to team superdad.com forward slash group that is team superdad.com forward slash group 
you can place yourself for free in an absolutely awesome community of modern men, dads creating our best lives ever, not the life that we feel stuck in. Uh, what's the name again? <laughs> Arlo of Parks. The, of the, Arlo, A-R-L-O Parks. Arlo Parks. And if you like that, also listen to Celeste. Her album's stunning. But I want to hear good music. I want to hear new stuff. So if people have got really good albums. So I, I, one thing I want to do, yeah, I, I don't know about you, when I, when I was most into my music, um, uh, I don't know, obviously not took my teenage years and the, the Oasis and the Blurs and all that sort of stuff. Um, that was kind of formative. But in my early 20s, you had um, bands like Arctic Monkeys, Fra- Franz Ferdinand, um, uh, Weezer, The Killers, uh, just all these bands were all coming along at the same time. I feel I've lost that. So if you know any kind of, I won't say angsty, but any uh, libertine style music, please hit us up, drop us a link or, or send us an email or tweet me or carry a pigeon me or, or serenade me by playing it in a car outside my house, whatever you want to do. Just tell me who these bands are. Maybe we should have a, um, like a music, uh, a, like a music journal, like uh, the, the official team super dad music music bod music what would they call oh yeah yeah yeah. we can say um artist of the track of the week or uh album of the month or something like that just give us your recommendations get them a badge like a a fish they get like official position which comes with a badge Mm -hmm. and uh the music uh advisor music coach music uh, recommendation engine the ai is actually a real person um we can't say whether they're going to be male or female because that would be against the rules of um, picking someone. Not that's <laughs> great. Can't say what age they can be either. Can't say what sexual persuasion or colour. I, I couldn't uh, give a monkey's just, just give me cool music. No, we've got to be a music lover. We've got to be a music lover. She's got to be, he's got to be, who, he, he she, whatever. They. they. Someone told me this week that, uh, okay, in fact, it was my girlfriend. That a girl in the secondary school uh, has decided that she will be, is that what they call it, known as? Yeah. Recognised as, distinguished as? A fox. Known as, yeah. A fox. But they identify as a fox? Uh, yes, they identify as a fox. Okay, I identify as foxy. I'm not sure that's the same. <laughs> and I do remember, was, was it the same girl that um, when we did our run recently, dressed up as a fox to do the 10K? No, although interestingly enough, it could have been. But uh, she, 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 yeah, apparently that's what kids are doing now. Yeah, this is, this is where I'm, I'm going to um, uh, plead the fifth because I don't understand it well enough to be able to comment without sounding like, uh, a throwback to a bygone era when it comes to identifying as. Um, yeah. I absolutely get... get people's uh, opinions and desires and the modern way of living. I just, I don't fully understand it well enough. No, I don't want to, to say about it. I want to get some teenagers <laughs> on who have decided to mess with the system and now they identify as fox, cactus, you know. Can I, ad- can I identify as a cock rocket? <laughs> I don't, well, yes, you can identify yourself as anything, yeah. Thank you very much. 
You've had a haircut, and you're looking quite, quite, quite uh, well trimmed there, Glenn. You're looking pre, pre trimmer than normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I'd kind of not. I wouldn't say let myself go, but I kind of when it, when my beard gets my hair gets to a certain point, I let my beard grow out a little bit and just just let it go. And then it just zhuzh, zhuzh, and I feel like uh, Sandra D at the end of Greece one. Um, it's a, a new me, and sometimes I've, I've got a few things coming up which I'm really looking forward to. Um, so. In the on, on, keeping on the theme of fifty, I want to be able to look good in my photos because um, weekend after this uh, on the Saturday uh, I'm uh, genuinely learning how to fly, and on the Sunday I'm learning how to do the Lindy Hop. So Saturday so I, learning how to fly, yep, Sunday um, yeah, I know, I know a pilot and she's uh, going to take me up to teach me and uh, let me take control of a, a small plane and that sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, and on a Sunday, I've got a, a full day booked out to, to Lindy Hop, to learn the moves and to do the things. And I, I want to look all right when, when, I, uh, when, when, when I start doing these so that someone can take some photos and I can stick them on my dating apps. And so Nadine can get off my back and I can actually go on a couple of dates. That's what I'm talking about. You do look good, actually, Glenn, today. Thank I, you, I, will, man. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, but they're on my list of 50. Yeah, it's like a bucket list or something. Well, kind of. Uh, a friend challenged me and they said, oh, you know what? Most people say they want to do things, but they can't. most of them can't even come up with 50 things to do. I said, what are you talking about, mate? It's going to be a struggle for me to narrow it down. And so a few years ago, I came up with this list of 50 things. And uh, some of them were in my control, some of them weren't. Um, so, uh, like, I wanted to see Spurs play in a cup final at Wembley. Note, I didn't say win in a cup final at Wembley <laughs> because I'm not stupid. I need to make these realistic. But I've seen that. Um, I wanted to learn how to salsa dance. I wanted to learn um, – so I've done – I wanted to go see an opera. So I went to, to Glyndebourne. I wanted to learn how to sail. So a friend took me on my first uh, sailing race um, and so on and so forth. So I've done loads of stuff, but there's other things I want. I, I want to learn how to do a backflip. There's an app for that. D- exactly. And this is, this is the beauty about this. They're not all big, grand things. I do want to see the Northern Lights and hike the Inca Trail and all that sort of stuff. So there's big things, but there's little things like that. I want to learn how – I want to um, solve a Rubik's Cube and learn how to pick a lock. You know, there's some skills in there. I want to learn how to play a guitar and a piano so that I can play something. If I sat down at a piano – I could play something and not sound stupid. Uh, here's but, the thing. I got, I got a, a perfect algorithm and theory about playing music, right? You need three songs mm-hmm. plus one Christmas number. <laughs> I make you right. Yeah. Three songs plus one Christmas number because no one's ever going to want to hear you play more than three songs. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you have played three, you can quite legitimately say, yeah, that's me. I'm right. done. Um, Thank you very much. Let someone else have a go. Yeah. (laughs) Three is is a magic number. And, uh, and also when you, if you've got three, you, the, the likelihood is that no one will hear you play the same three, you know? So it's just a magic number. And then of course you need a Christmas one so that you can just, if it's a seasonal time, you could, there's always a Christmas. I love it. That, a wide Christmas. That is a, that is a fantastic thing. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to have to learn it. So I, I think I can play, I, I'll be able to do them well enough. You know, I've got, I've got big old hands here. So I can, I can, I've got a few octaves worth of, uh, of play. With, um, with, some, with some insider information, it wouldn't be as hard as someone might imagine. Because like when I went and joined the singing choir, 
um, TJ, brilliant bloke, he, he said, oh, you've got a really good voice, actually. Uh, and you can sing. And, he, and I said, well, I said, I know I can sing, but it's generally like one or two songs. Mm-hmm. He goes, ah, that's because those songs will all be within quite a similar range. Yep. So I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas, really good song to sing because it stays within quite a close range. There's not like any highs or lows or, mm-hmm. or basically. So you can, if that happens to be your key, which pretty much is for me, I can nail White Christmas. Yeah, there's certain, certain bands. So for a little while, I was, uh, and this is something else that would have been on my list if I hadn't already. I was a frontman of a band, um, and there were certain cover tracks that just flowed, and they were super easy. So most of the stuff by Green Day or Blur, that was all within my vocal range. But then we'd, we'd try and cover one. Um, it's, me telling you, that. it's me telling you, right? And you've been sang in a band. What the what fuck do I know? <laughs> no, mate, mate, you, you've actually been trained. I was just making it up as I went along. Okay, right. Um, but yeah, so those, those things which are within your vocal range, they, they just sound good and you feel confident as you're singing them and it just, it flows naturally. But then if there's other ones where you know that there's there's just one note, which most of the time you're okay, but sometimes doesn't go right. If you've had a beer or two or you've been tired, your vocal cords aren't quite, well, then it, it breaks and that, that then throws you off mentally and you can't do it. So you've got to be really, really careful and practiced with the, the song choices that you have. Yeah, well, you do have to warm up the vocals. You do have to warm mm. up the vocals. And just before we finish, Glenn, because it's almost a shame that we've already done an hour, basically. But um, women, one of my favourite subjects in the world. We're not all, yeah, there's yin and the yang, and there are two sides to that penny, right? Um, but as we mentioned, my wonderful um, new girlfriend, um, Someone else, another dad, because I bumped into a bunch of dads because the kids went back to school today. It was my boy's first day at secondary school. So I bumped mm-hmm. into a bunch of dads. And again, they were single dads who are now smiling and looking quite confident. And yeah, transpired that but both of them have got new women in their lives and are both mm-hmm. incredibly happy. And both of them said to me independently, they were like, it's amazing having a good woman in your life, basically. Oh, so yeah. It's another subject, uh, really, but just just the importance of picking well. Picking well doesn't mean all women are good or all women are bad. It does mean pick the right one, that's for certain. But there's some incredible women who are uh, incredibly attractive. They might be shitheads for all we know, but uh, they are very attractive uh, in their 50s as we speak. So, um, Elle McPherson. Elle McPherson, absolute favourite of goddess. mine. She is currently, well, I don't know how old this article is, but uh, I can tell you this article is, they've taken the date off, so you don't know. It doesn't really matter. She's in her 50s. So Elle McPherson is in her 50s now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who half these people are, blimey. me. What do you mean you don't know who these people no, are? No, I don't know who they are. Oh, you said that, Mar, Mar, oh, Elizabeth Hurley. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Is in her 50s. She is indeed. But if we're talking actually people who are 50, there's quite a list of those. Um, we were talking about dancing earlier. Um, one man who does know the Lindy Hop is Alfonso Ribeiro from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He used to play Colton. If you've not seen him dance on, on Dancing with the Stars, you, you're missing out on some absolutely wonderful material. He's a, a stunning dancer. I aspire to be him. Of course, 
what we're talking about there is Carlton from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's what not did, was unusual he to be loved. What was the dance he did? The, what was that dance he did in the thing? Yeah, it, it was to Tom Jones. It's not unusual, and it was kind of a thing. Oh, okay, it, right. Kind of the legs would be going, and it was it was amazing. Some other people I, that I I actually sorry, go ahead. Well, I was about to say Jennifer Aniston is now popping into her fifties, which is uh, she is indeed as is Denise Richards. Denise Richards. Mm-hmm. Both Richards. You don't know Denise Richards, absolute um like FHM worthy woman from from yesteryear, but absolutely stunning now. Um, okay, okay. Talking about uh, talking about stunning in a different way. We've also got Sam Wise Gamgee and Bilbo Baggins. Martin Freeman and Sean Austin are both fifty as well. Um David Tennant turns out Doctor Who hitting oh, fifty. He is a sexy man. I've got a friend Elon of mine Musk. and she's just Elon just, just Musk. He, Elon, well, he he's less sexy. Very famous, but less sexy. If you well, unless you if you he could be he's the zenith of sexy if you're a bit of a into geeks. He is, but does he have a cock rocket? No, that's why him and Jeff have fallen out. <laughs> uh, Winona Ryder uh, turns fifty Ooh, this year. The ultimate geeky, dark side sort of hottie. Oh, absolutely! But weirdly, um, Ewan McGregor also. Really? Yeah. He, he's he's amazing. I absolutely do you know now he's as old as um Alec Guinness was when he filmed Star Wars. Alec Guinness in the original Star Wars was fifty, as in um Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. So the actor now is the same age that the original actor was. And I just can't wrap my head around that because the original Star Wars, obviously Alec Guinness looked like an old man. Whereas yeah, he did. Ewan McGregor is basically from train spotting. He's basically this early 20s kid, but obviously he's not. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Oh, it is crazy. Talk, talk about someone from my youth that's, uh, that's turning 50. Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott is turning 50. Yep, yep, yep. I don't think I ever would have imagined how old Missy Elliott is. Um, here's one. Guys, I can't, I can't do a trick on you, but would you have guessed that Snoop Dogg is 50 or older? Much, much older. <laughs> I mean... Snoop Dogg's 50. How can he only be 50? How can he be the same age as Amanda Holden? I don't know. It, it beggars belief. Mark Wahlberg's 50 as well. Uh, but also... He can do a backflip. He can do a backflip. Yes, he can. Mark Wahlberg is actually surprisingly cool. Um, no, so really cool. That song, that song, come on, come on. Uh, uh, <laughs> great, I think my favourite Mark Wahlberg thing is uh, in TED he had to remember fifty uh, surnames of famous actors um, for for TED one I think it was um, and that were, and he just literally remembered them he would just say like uh, Skywalker this da 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 and he just remembered them fifty names uh, and then it worked so well that for the second one they got him to remember fifty other things. Um, and he, he worked hard to remember it, and then they just cut it from the movie. They just did it to piss with him. I've quite, I think that's quite good. <laughs> oh, I love that. Things that you can do to piss with your mates. We should, we're going to get a prank list, a top. I'm going to put this in the group, right? We're going to get a list of pranks, like top pranks on your mates. Um, we're, we're over our normal length of show, but just to say, this last weekend past, I went to a re, like a reunion for my old university friends. It wasn't yeah. actually a reunion. It was a anniversary 
party for Stefan Liz's 20th wedding anniversary, which was now. Oh, congratulations, Stefan Liz. Well, you don't know the half of it because that means that Liz has put up with Steph for 20 years. That sounds like a prison sentence. <laughs> Steph is from Birmingham, right? So if you know anyone from Birmingham, he's. Oh, go on, do your Birmingham accent. Oh, to the order in a bit. <laughs> that was surprisingly good, actually. That wasn't, that wasn't <laughs> shit at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello. Um, yeah, to the order in a bit. Um, Steph, Steph was just a classic Brummie, and Liz, they were they were dating by the end of the first term of uni. Uh-huh. Liz was from she's from sort of up like Blackpooly type way. I'm pretty sure if that's like Scarberry way, I'm pretty sure she's up that sort of way. And um, yeah, you wouldn't have necessarily put them t- together, but they could have caught the eye of each other, and they were stayed together right through uni, and and um, yeah, it was brilliant. But I will tell you what, I would say right. Because um, Mark, Chris, and I, mate, all mates together, muckers, uh, we made it there. And, yeah, a load of people pulled out. They had, like, 30 people pull out in the last two weeks. Wow. So I just say don't do that. Like, yeah. I mean, I, 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 mean, I... COVID aside, right, fair dues if you've got a good COVID excuse. But, but like, the invite was out a year ago. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing... There's nothing that can't be moved. If it's you no, know, if the babysitter doesn't, sh- did they bring the kids with you? Put them in onesies and flipping, let them sleep on the floor like we had to in our <laughs> parties. Yeah. Um, yeah. If if I don't know, whatever the excuse, if you've got a year, a chance to see your old mates, get pissed, have a dance. Especially if they are your old mates and not just, so I went to a school reunion and the only thing it reminded me of is, is why I didn't stay in touch with my school friends. Um, <laughs> but if they were your school friends and you did like them, then make an effort. Cause you know what? Life is too short. Um, and you know, with so many things that could go wrong, so many things that could happen, just, just make the most of this, these few, if you get two lots of 50 years out of this earth, you're doing well So make the most of them. I'm going to echo that as the end of this uh, 50th episode of the wrap up is life flipping moves pretty fast. As our friend Ferris Bueller uh, once told us. And if it's love, if it's money, if it's habits that are bad for you, I had a conversation with an old friend today who's kind of got himself in a bit of trouble with some less than desirable habits as an excuse of I'm lonely, things keep going wrong. I'm like, that's not like, if that's where you're at, those choices you are taking are way like Mm -hmm. out there beyond join a singing club, go running, get a hobby, like do anything other than that sort of stuff. Um, it, It is that life is too short and, and, and the complaints and the concerns and the excuses that we, that we have are just pointless. Um, if you're in a relationship that's not working, then flipping create a vision of like what you want that relationship to be and lay it all out. And if she's up for it, then go all out to make it happen. But if she's not, then accept it and happily break up. Same with the business and a job. Like ask for the promotion or the change of the role, or can I work an extra hour and have Fridays off? Like 
And if it's not possible, then start to apply for other ones, but not like with your head in your hands, just mm-hmm. take the ball by the scruff of the horns and create the life that you want. You know, your mm-hmm. kids just paint that picture with them. What do you want the relationship to be like? What do you have to apologize for? Where, where did you, did you, did you go wrong? Did you let them down? Did you like, what, what kind of fresh start can you literally create? Um, and it can come at any time, but something like a 50th, a, 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 a moment in time, a significant event, um, have a look at yourself in the mirror, have a look at what you want in life and, and just make a decision that it's that today is when it's going to start to get better and, and have some fun with it. Do some research, talk to some people, go on a flipping, where are you going next week? On a Lindy hop lesson. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like what the hell? Meet some people, make it happen guys. Yeah. No one's going to make it happen for you. Yeah. And if you're really stuck, Rob has got some cat for you. Uh, <laughs> all you got to do is drive up to Durham and he'll get it for you. He'll get it for you. Interestingly enough, just to bring this full circle, the the awesome girlfriend, I have dated some, not necessarily wrong ones, but they're wrong from me. But this one who was, she was from uh, Coxaw. Um, her name was Lisa. From where? Coxaw. It's just, uh, just outside Durham. Co- Coxaw. Coxall. Is this another is this another Chicago accent issue? No, no. K C O X H O E. It's a it's a it's a village <laughs> outside Durham. And um and uh why the hell am I saying this? I don't know. You you totally distracted me on the, the idea. Girlfriend, of... girlfriend. Oh, I've forgotten. Just saying, she's from Coxall. Oh, she said she was the one that said, uh, can I have a croggy? Full circle, full circle, full circle. Uh, Glenn, it's bloody good to see you, mate. Bloody good to see you. Fifty. Oh, I don't know how. I don't know when you join me, but you've definitely been in 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 for twenty five at least of these. So thank you very much for your love, time, energy, humour, and wisdom. I do. I do enjoy your wisdom. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm looking forward to bringing up the century with you as well. Yeah, we've got Nadine coming on in the next couple of weeks, and um, so oh, I'm washing to- my hair that day. <laughs> I think she's going to tear us apart. Bring it on, Nadine. Bring it on. Here's Nadine. Can we just have a good look? There's Nadine. Uh, She is married, just by the way, just so we all get this out there, that uh, she's coming on to put us in our place. Um, And so, uh, yeah, if there's any other people you want on, um, if you want us to solve any problems (laughs) for you, answer any big questions in life, then clearly we are the people for you. Uh, We're going to have to put some more shit in our... uh, in our time capsule as well, Glenn. So I didn't do a very good job and actually what I'd put in there. So if anyone's got any suggestions about what goes in a time capsule in 2021, we'll take that. Whether we make one or not, we might, we could make a virtual one. We could cut out pictures of the 20 odd things we want to put in there. And, and <laughs> that into the garden. Until next week though, um, it's been a, uh, a plum pleasing pleasure. And uh, I'll see you next week on the wrap up. Take it easy. Oh, we've got the, we've got the flipping, video to play here we go You've got the exit music this know, is slick man this is 50 50 in 50th episode you think you'd have the idea by now like they've moved it around in in the back end of stream so anyway to everybody watching uh thank you very much to everybody listening even better make sure you leave us a review on itunes if you're watching then give us a hashtag replay and share this with the other dads you know in your life so we can spread the word and help as many men as possible create the life they desire and get out of the life they feel stuck in. Team Superdad out.
This has been Team Super Dad. Find us at TeamSuperDad.com. Join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad.